Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Abibitor State of the Union podcast. Uh, we have started the 2042 season. Um, getting getting a little closer every year to that 30-year mark. Um, so it's kind of exciting to see what everybody's doing. Um, we have reached the quarter mark, or the first quarter mark for the 2042 season. Um, so we'll kind of take a look at where everybody's at. We'll see if there's any significant injuries and we'll take a look at the way too early look at the playoff picture. Um, starting with the Cleveland Browns through the first quarter of the season, the Browns are undefeated at four and um, Within that four-week period, the Browns have played all their games at home. Um, interestingly enough, they've had primetime games in the first two weeks. Uh, weeks one and two were home victories over the Saints and Bengals, uh, and then three and four were wins over the Chargers and Steelers. So two of their division games out of the way already, both of them at home. Um, so they'll have those game, those return games on the road to look forward to. Um, I believe, I even believe the Browns may be trying out a new quarterback. I'm not real sure um, if he's their permanent starter or he. I know he played their opening game against the Saints. I don't know if he, if that um, other quarterback has played the other two games or Gonzalez went back to playing the other other three games um so not real kind of not real sure where the browns are going with that experiment um but forno after the first four weeks coming up in the second quarter they have their bye week in week five um and then they will follow that up with three straight road games in the second quarter um and those road games will be divisional game in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Um, so they could earn the tiebreaker of the Steelers early in the season. Um, then in week seven, they'll travel to Denver to play the Broncos. And then in week eight will be a user matchup um, with the Browns traveling to Carolina to play the Panthers. Um, so out of that second quarter, I'd say that Panthers game is probably the biggest of the bunch just because it's a user game um it'll be pitting the last well within the last two or three years um kind of be a super bowl rematch for those um because those two have faced off in the super bowl with the panthers actually winning one of those matchups um so that'll be interesting um getting that you know, with it being way too early and not really knowing what kind of team the Steelers are going to be or what kind of position they'll be in come later in the season, picking up that tiebreaker over them. If they can win that return game in Pittsburgh could be, could prove to be huge. Um, so good start to the season for the Browns. Um, I think it might actually have been a couple of years since they started four and Um, so they're, looking pretty good at this point kind of like they're back to the 
you know, I think last year's team was probably the best team they'd had in a while, and it didn't start out 4-0, so we'll kind of see where this this team goes this year. I don't really remember if they really lost anybody in free agency. I know they've made a couple of trades so far this season already. Um, so we'll kind of see see where things go from here for the Browns. Uh, moving on to the Chiefs. Through the first quarter of the season, the Chiefs have also gone 4-0. Um, in, in an interesting, interesting development, usually, you know, week one... Um, Usually week one, at least in recent memory for us, has been user matchups, and um, usually it's been the Browns since they've been the defending champion. Um, and actually, I guess based on the schedule, um, the Browns did play the opening night game because um, their game against the Saints was scheduled at 8.30 on Thursday, which is usually the first game of the season. Um, so as the defending champ, they did, I guess, technically play that game. Um, but usually that's been against another user. Um, but in the first user game of the year, um, it was the Chiefs and Patriots facing off in week one. Um, as kind of has become the pattern, well, for most of the length of this um, franchise, the I would say everybody's probably had some issues with you know lagging connection and stuff with the Patriots but I think the Patriots Chiefs games have been the worst out of every out of every matchup for you know having lagging connection issues um this time around was no different um it actually is I suppose in a roundabout kind of way getting a little better um it used to take you know six plus tries to get a game done and that's if we didn't just finally get frustrated enough to the point where we'd agree and just say you know hey commissioner simulate our game because we're you know tired of dealing with this crap um so i guess in from that standpoint it's getting better um um so and the the games usually are pretty competitive um, there have been a couple, you know, Chiefs won a playoff game in overtime on a, you know, last, you know, second touchdown. Um, I'd say probably the Patriots have won more of those games than the Chiefs probably have, but it's it's kind of gotten a little more even the last few years. Uh, they tend to kind of go back and forth. One usually wins the regular season, and the other one will probably win the playoffs. Um, it's very rare for one of the teams to pick up both victories. Um, but, you know, week one, uh, this time it only took three tries to get the game in. Uh, first game was booted by halftime. Uh, the Chiefs were winning that game. Um, second game, the Patriots got out to a 21 nothing lead. Um, mostly, at least... Um, from the chief side of things, it was a severe, you know, lag issue. Uh, when your when your quarterback drops back and you're repeatedly pushing the pass button, and your quarterback just keeps running backwards until he gets sacked and fumbled, and then you know they pick it up for a touchdown. And it's you know kind of frustrating when that kind of stuff's going on. So we we got out of that game hoping the connection would get better and played the. 
um, played a third time and were actually able to complete the game. Um, off, uh, if you're looking for an offensive game, this was really not it. Um, I believe someone after the game was completed, having looked at the box score, was like, "How? How did you know? How did Kansas City win this game with you know the box score?" And just to kind of give an everybody an idea of how anemic this game was offensively. Um, Patriots had the better offense in this game. I, I don't really want to say by far, but I mean, if you look at the stats, yeah, by far they had the better offense, um, for total offensive yards gained in the game, uh, New England finished with 252 to Kansas city, 72, uh, the final score was 27 to 17. Um, Patriots had more rushing yards than the chiefs. They had obviously more passing yards than the Chiefs. Um, they had 47 rushing, 205 passing. Kansas City had 20 rushing and 52 passing. Um, Kansas City had five first downs to New England's 15. <laughs> uh, it was it was just from Kansas City's city side offensively. It was a <laughs> it was about the worst offensive game you could probably have while winning 27 to 17. Um, so the big question was how with that bad of a performance offensively did Kansas city score 27 points. Um, and here's how, um, the turnover numbers were two turnovers by the chiefs to six turnovers by the Patriots. Uh, three of those, um, I, I believe all six were interceptions, three of which got returned for touchdowns. Um, Kansas City, in their one decent offensive drive, did get a rushing touchdown. Um, otherwise, uh, at least for Kansas City, their offense was their defense. Um, yeah. I mean, looking at you know player stats for QB ratings, uh, Thornhill you know, had a 61.4 QBR QB rating while Nixon of the chiefs had a 37.1. Um, it was just, I mean, Thornhill got sacked eight times. Nixon got sacked six times. So defense was kind of the rule of the day in this game with, you know, new England having a better offensive performance, but their offensive performance got offset by those six interceptions. Uh, like I said, three of which got returned for touchdowns. Um, so in a, you know, uh, the word I used afterwards was a brutal game. Um, at least on, at least, you know, from the chief side, it was just, you know, a brutal outing defense, you know, great offense, not so much. Um, as usual for the Patriots, Hamlin was, you know, a, a difficult challenge to tackle, um, I mean, he, I believe, I believe he was their, you know, leading receiver in the game. And I'm pretty sure for the most part, he's their leading receiver every game. Um, yeah, the, uh, most receiving yards by a Kansas city receiver was 51. Hamlin had 74. Um, so yeah, you know, 27, 17 chiefs, 
I mean, if you're a defensive person, you probably enjoyed the game. Um, but just as an overall, you know, person that, you know, likes a good, well-played game, this was definitely not really it. Um, but victory went to the Chiefs. Um, they then followed up that with a road victory over division rival Chargers in L.A., uh, went to Baltimore and beat the Ravens, and then came home and picked up another important division win against the Raiders. Um, so none of the, none of their games have been blowouts. They've all been kind of closely scored. Um, but you know, win is a win. Doesn't, doesn't as evidenced by the Patriots game, doesn't matter how pretty it is just as long as you get the W, uh, coming up in the second quarter of the season for the chiefs, they will have a home game against the Arizona Cardinals in week five. They will travel to Seattle in week six and then play at home against the Steelers in week seven before having their bye week in week eight. Um, so kind of like the Browns got two, two uh, division games out of the way. Um, the only one, the only division opponent they haven't played or won't play in the first half of the season is the Broncos. Um, so they'll have those two games coming up in the second half of the season um kind of as for an as a, a little footnote the uh, Raiders and Chiefs were both 3 and 0 at the playing of that game um so that was kind of a big first season matchup for the division lead between division rivals um and obviously KC came out on top so 4 and 0 for the Chiefs um good start for them and hopefully you know, it carries carries forward through the rest of the season, um, and gets them a good in good position for the playoffs and within the division for winning it again. Uh, moving on to the Patriots, uh, through the first quarter of the season, the Patriots went two and two. Um, as I said, that opening week they went to Kansas City and lost. Uh, they followed that up in week two with a trip to Tennessee where they beat the Titans. Uh, week three, they went back to New, New England and beat the Dolphins in a divisional game. And then in week four, they matched up at home against the Packers and lost to the Packers 28-23. Um, so a bit of a rough start for the for the Patriots. Um you know, and in a year where, you know, within the first four weeks of the season, you have two user games, you're, <coughs> you're either gonna, you know, possibly win both of them, or more than likely, you're at least gonna maybe split them, um, and, you know, win one, lose one, um, kind of a, kind of a rough start losing the first two user games, um, but the, you know, Patriots have been nothing if resilient, even in years where they've kind of got off to a rough start and usually run rough shot through their division and end up towards the top of the seating when it comes to playoff time anyway. Um, so if I was the Patriots, I wouldn't be panicking at this point. You know, two and two is not really a bad start, um, especially when you got two user games out of it. Um, but coming up in the second quarter of the season for the Patriots in week five, they will travel to Buffalo for a game against the Bills. 
uh, take their bye week in week six, and then we'll have a home game against the Colts and a road game against division rival Jets. Um, so uh, only only one division opponent for them in the first quarter of the season, and then they'll pick up two more in the second quarter. Um, so most of their half their division games will be in the second half of the season, so they really won't have, you know, at most they might just have a game on everybody. Um, they won't have picked up any tiebreakers on anyone. Um, but as I said at 2-2, two and two, knowing the Patriots and their ability to simulate wins when the rest of us usually tend to struggle a little bit, I'm not too concerned. I think they'll be all right. Um, so moving over and looking at the AFC standings in this, you know, way too early part of the season, um, through the, um, at this stage, the Browns at 4-0 are leading their division. Um, the Steelers are in second place at 2-2, two and two, uh, with the Ravens and Bengals both being 1-3. and three. Um, So at least from appearances right now, doesn't look like the Browns have... I mean, the Steelers are their best competition right now, already being two games behind and one loss to the Browns. Um, so at that point, with that next game coming up against the Steelers if the Browns get the tiebreaker that if the Steelers you know were to maintain that position as the second team in that division you know tiebreaker becomes pretty big if the Steelers you know were to go on a run um so as usual Browns in charge of their division uh moving on to the AFC East um the Jets are leading that division at three and one with the Patriots in second at two and two uh, followed up by the Dolphins at one and two and the Bills at one and three. Um, as I said, I'm not too worried about the Patriots. Um, I'm sure uh, kind of makes that Jets game they got coming up a little important as far as you know getting them maintaining their position in second or even maybe getting them tied or in the lead for you know their division. Um, I have no doubt that they'll win their division by the end of everything. Um, and have a pretty good, you know, seating in the playoffs because they usually seem to be able to do that pretty well. Um, but, you know, right now sitting in second place, uh, moving on to the AFC West, the Chiefs are in the lead in that division at 4-0. Uh, Raiders are in second at 3-1. and um, Kind of the Raiders' MO the last few years has been to start off the season, you know, pretty strong, and then they tend to fade in the second half of the season. Um whether that's you know through user trades from other users trading for their good players or if it's you know just bad luck for the Raiders um doesn't really <laughs> matter to me um but right now they're you know the Chiefs main challenger at three and one the Chargers are in third at one and two and the Broncos are in fourth at oh and three um so not looking too good right now for the Broncos or the Chargers. They definitely have some work to do. Um, the Raiders, um, if they can maintain some form of momentum and hang in there with the Chiefs, that you know return game in Oakland could prove to be pretty huge. Um, but we'll we'll see how both teams progress and where they are when that matchup comes back up. 
Um, so if the playoffs were to start right now, uh, the Chiefs and Browns would be the one and two seeds, with the Chiefs being the one and the Browns being the two. Uh, the Brooklyn Bulls out of the AFC South would be the three seed, with the Jets being the four seed. Um, and then the two wild card spots would belong to the Raiders and probably the Patriots. Um, the Patriots and Steelers both being at two and two. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what all factors into you know tiebreak situations at that point with record with teams that haven't played each other. Um, but I would guess the Patriots would probably get that one and be the second wild card team. Um, so looking at things right now, all three user teams in the AFC would make the playoffs if they started today. Um, I guess I can't say for sure that the Patriots would, but I'm fairly certain they would get in as that second wild card spot. So you know, as of right now, all Chiefs and Browns are definitely in excellent position after the first quarter. Patriots aren't sitting too bad. Um, let's go take a look at the Panthers and Packers. Uh, starting off with the Packers. Through the first quarter of the season, the Packers went 4-0. So there's three user teams that all went 4-0 through the, to start the season. Um, the Packers picked up road wins in their first two weeks over Seattle and Chicago. So there was a division win there. Uh, and then they came home to Lambeau to play the Bills, picked up a win there, and then traveled to New England, got the win over the Patriots. Um coming up in the second quarter of the season for the Packers they will have two straight division games against the Lions and Bears at home uh, they'll have a home game against the Cardinals um, Cardinals have been one of the better teams in the NFC lately and they've got a you know, pretty decent quarterback um, Kansas City will get a pretty good look at them you know coming up here in week five um but that Packers-Cardinals game in Lambeau could be you know, pretty pretty decent game and have some playoff implications already. Um, I know the you know Cardinals got themselves a couple of years ago in trouble with a little bit of salary cap issues, so I don't know if they're still uh, recovering from that, so to speak, and you know don't have all the pieces they need to be a really good team. Um, and I do believe the last couple of years the Packers have won this matchup. Um, and then in week eight, the Packers will have a showdown with the Vikings in Minnesota. Um, so three division games coming up for the Packers. Um, I'll kind of give them a pretty good idea of where, you know, where the rest of the division is competition-wise and see if they can maintain their lead. Um, I'm sure at 4-0 they are in in the lead in that division. Um, so big stretch, big second quarter coming up for the Packers. Uh, moving on to the Panthers, through the first quarter of the season, the Panthers went 4-0. Um, so all, all the user teams off to 4-0 starts except for the Patriots. And like I said, I'm not too worried about the Patriots. They, you know, they're the Patriots. Um... Starting off the season, the 
Panthers picked up a victory over the Cardinals in week one. Uh, traveled to Baltimore, picked up a win over the Ravens, then came home for a division game against the Blues and division game against the Saints. Uh, picked up victories in both those games. <coughs> so, um, good, good, good for them to get those two division wins at home. Uh, coming up in the second quarter of the season, they will have a home matchup with the Falcons um, in another big division game. Uh, they're third in a row. Uh, then they'll travel to Cincinnati for a game and Philly for a game. And then in week eight, we'll return home for that showdown with the Browns. Um, so 4 is a good start for the um, Panthers as well. Um, going over to the NFC, we'll see where everybody's at there. Um, in the NFC North, the ooh, Lions and Packers are tied at 4-0 for the lead. Um, so that Lions-Packers game coming up in the second quarter really could have some impact right now. That'll, kind of like the Chiefs-Raiders game, could determine the leader of that division for now. Um so the Bears would then be in third place at two and two and the Vikings are in fourth at 0 and four. Um so definitely got a big matchup there for the Packers against the Lions. Um I'm pretty sure the Packers will probably get it. Um so it looks like their competition will be the Lions this year. Um it, I think last year it might have been Minnesota that, you know, kind of at least for part of the season gave them a run for the division and then kind of fell off the map. Um, we'll see what Detroit can do this year. Um, I'm still going to predict that the Packers win their division. Um, I think in the last four to five years, maybe once a couple of years ago, the Packers took second in their division or it was close going into the last week of the season, and then they ended up winning the division to still get into the playoffs. Um, but either way, looks like the got a good competition going in that division. Uh, going to the NFC South, the Panthers are leading their division at 4-0. Um, Falcons, that was a big that, – that Falcons game will be big, um, with the Falcons being the second-place team at three and one. Um, and then you got the saints at two and two and the blues at zero and four. Um, so, um, out of all the users, uh, chiefs, Browns and Panthers are leading their division after the first quarter, uh, Packers and Patriots are in second, um, with the Packers actually being tied with their, with the first place team, both at four and zero, um, and with a game coming up to, decide who gets the edge there um if the playoffs started today for the nfc uh the lions would be the one seed the panthers would be the two seed uh followed up by the 49ers as the three um and then the cowboys would be the winner out of the east in the four seed and then the two wild card spots would go to the Packers and the Falcons. Um, so with this way too early look at the playoffs, 
Um, I looked at this point, everybody would be in, would be in. Um, as I said, for the Patriots, I'm pretty sure they would get the tiebreaker over the Steelers, even though they haven't played each other. Um, but looks like once again, everybody would be in the playoffs. Um, so that's something to look forward to. Um, let's take a look at injuries, which I don't I haven't seen too much chatter about injuries, so I'm going to guess that nobody has anything significant. Um, of course, I could have also just missed some chatter as well. Uh, looking at the Browns, the Browns have nobody injured. Uh, same goes for Kansas City. Uh, same for the Patriots and the Packers. Uh, the only team with some injuries at this point in time would be the Panthers. Um, they have a running back out with a dislocated ankle. He is out for five weeks. Um, and then they have a cornerback out with a broken ankle. Uh, he's out for 15 weeks. Um, so the halfback, uh, looking at his overall rating of 59 and the fact that he's 26 years old, I would guess he's probably the third running back, running back on the depth chart, maybe the second. Um, I know they got a pretty, they got a really good running back as their starter. Um, but 59, I would guess he's probably the third string running back. So probably not really too big of a loss there. Um, the corner that they're missing, uh, Dennis Bear, he is a 70 overall corner at age 24. Um, so I'm going to guess he got some looking, some play, playing time in probably nickel and dime packages. Um, that being said, probably not a big loss to the defense either. Um, not really knowing what his snap count is and how much he really gets to play. Um, <coughs> so Panthers at this point, the only team with injuries, uh, they'll get running back cone back rough a little bit after the midpoint of the season. Um, see we're in week four with five weeks of week nine, week nine or 10, somewhere in there, they'd get him back. Um, as for Bear, he won't be back until closer to the end of the season. Um, and not knowing when exactly he got hurt in the first quarter of the season, knowing that he's out as long as he is, um, and the fact that the Panthers are still 4-0, probably not affecting them too badly. Um, so that's a look at the state of the union for the abibiter league um got some got some good games coming up in the second quarter of the season and we will we'll see where everybody's at when we reach the midway point um until then everybody stay safe um enjoy the holidays hopefully everybody gets to have some family time we get to see family um, hopefully you did over Thanksgiving as well. Uh, I know this COVID stuff has kind of worn everybody down a little bit and made you know made things that I'm not going to necessarily say everybody took for granted. You know, being able to do every year um, that it's 
you know, ruin things for people, but I definitely know it's made, you know, things difficult. Um, I don't know, like on my, on my side of things for the job I do, um, being at a pretty, pretty high risk of probably getting it at some point with the job I do, you know, knowing, you know, I don't want to pass that on to my parents or, you know, my, you know, other family members and stuff, or even, you know, hanging out with my friends and giving it to them. Um, you know, that's not, not something I want to have, have on my conscience down the road. Um, so I guess my advice would for everybody would be, you know, regardless of your feelings on masks or not, you know, please, you know, do what's best for your, your family and everybody else. I mean, I, I have to wear one eight hours a day at work, not my favorite thing to do. Um, but knowing that, you know, it's, you know, protecting others from me and, you know, helping protect me from others, you know, I'd much rather, you know, do the best I can to prevent spreading this crap around than, you know, to just go out and spread it around because I don't, I'm not looking out for anybody but me. Um, so as I said, everybody be safe. Hopefully y'all have a good you know, Christmas holiday and get to spend some time with your family in person instead of through Zoom or some other um, media platform. Um, and we'll see you at the midway point.